Hey everyone, it's Karsten. Two quick disclaimers. One, we wanted to give a trigger warning for this episode because we do talk about Promising Young Woman and it deals with some heavy subject matter and we just wanted to throw that out there for anyone who felt they needed it. And also, uh, Jeff just has some laggy video in this one, but the audio works out perfectly fine. Doesn't make a huge difference, but just in case anyone wondering, that is a thing that exists in this episode. Okay. Dude, this fantasy hockey league chat is going off tonight. <laughs> yeah, there's been I'm not joking, like 80 messages in this group. I didn't even know I you had were to in do like one, one vote because they're like, you gotta... yeah, I'm in it yeah. with like Brandon and a couple other people that I like sort of know, and then like a bunch of people I don't know. Right. I think I might start the podcast there. I think I'll switch it up one time yeah. and start it with you saying that <laughs> it just so that people we can just jump right into it. But it's very casual. You know? It's, it's very nice ca- yeah. We should start doing that on the podcast. Yeah, I got um, a nice anecdote uh, that I'm gonna just jump into before we even get any further. Yeah, go for it. No, just kidding. No, did I say do the intro party? Okay, intro. all right. Uh, hello, welcome to the Cars Cast Movie Cast. Oh my god, the Episode thing is when we 90... don't ninety sixth. Yeah, ninety six. When I don't do the intro, I got thrown off. I was like, that's not my intro. But I say hello, welcome to the ninety sixth episode. Of the yeah it did cast. sound weird yeah it, it was i never say cars cast movie cast um yeah but jeff what constitutes 12 percent of an egg's weight the the shell bingo yep that's it hey there that's we the, go it's the shell um so what's for a second that? i almost said the albumin yeah no <laughs> but uh, any egg connoisseur knows it's not that uh, no, they know that's they way know that's way more it's dense. The shell. Um, what was your anecdote? Yeah. I'm very curious. Yeah, this is the worst anecdote I've ever said on this podcast. Um, so I had okay when I bought my AirPods uh-huh. like a year and a half ago. Yeah, I like immediately it was like okay, like I'm gonna drop that case all the time. So I bought like one of those you know cheap like silicone protective cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like last week. Or like actually like a couple days ago, I I uh, realized that it was like since it was like one of those cheap silicone ones. After like a year and a bit, it like started getting like kind of residue on the case because mm-hmm. it's just like not well made. Yeah. Um. So I took it out of the case. I'm like, why did I ever put a case on top of a case? <laughs> it's so like this form factor of it just being the actual right. AirPod. Yeah. Thing is so much nicer. Yeah. It's like way less bulky. It's just so small. I know. Well, that's the th- that's the thing. I only see those cases coming in handy if you're gonna attach it to like a what's it called the care like the carabiner, carabiner. Like, on like a backpack yeah yeah, yeah. i'm like if you want to attach it to with like your keys or something like that makes sense so that you don't yeah. lose it but right like, these but are also nice it's like the wherever yeah you want to yeah, see oh, the, you got the pros yeah it's a very this is a very embarrassing i saw the shape difference yeah so i just got these for christmas which are very cool the embarrassing thing is santa for any young listeners out there uh mm-hmm. decided to get the karsten engraved <laughs> so i'm like no one's getting this oh, one mixed up no yeah dude no one's stealing that no they went the extra mile the elves to to get that, that is, that's phenomenal personalization <laughs> um yeah anyways though that's that's true no that is a good anecdote but yeah you though. don't you don't need a case for a case you don't need that's the case i'm for realizing the case. A case because the case is already like reasonably durable, and especially because like the real life of these is probably three years. Yeah, I would imagine mm-hmm. for like the battery just dying after that. Yep. Um. So really, and I'm fine with that. You know, I use them all the time, so yeah, I could it, I could buy one every three years. It could honestly. Well, that's the thing. That's why I was like, I'd I was due for a new pair, I guess, because I had my other pair. Mm-hmm. I think I just yeah, you got were like an OC AirPod guy. When we started the podcast, this was one of our first anecdotes, actually. Yeah. On the first episode, was me talking about my new AirPods, and they were. And I was making fun of them. You were, and now you have. You're buying cases for them. <laughs> well, I bought a case a long time yeah. ago, and the case sucked. And now I'm anti-case. Now that was my whole anecdote. Was how I'm like, you don't need a case for the case. Pro pod, yeah. Um, pro AirPod, pro podcast, pro podcast. 
Anything with pot in it. Yeah. Like yeah. pod racing. I love that shit. Laundry pods are Sebulba. Yeah. Sebulba is the most skilled pod racer, and I will die on that hill. <laughs> Dude, slow down. Cheating is a part of the game. <laughs> You're going to start a war in the comments. <laughs> Dude, Anakin is like, yeah, he's a good little prodigy, but he absolutely <laughs> does not have Sebulba's savvy. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, cool. Glad we got that, that out of the way. Um, I wanted to bring... <laughs> speaking of sports though i think we i ended up not watching this game today that you watched but we almost i almost yeah. watched a football game today that uh it was the packers versus tampa bay um and mm-hmm. i'm from minnesota we're like very anti-packer um right so you were just like hate watching was your plan so the plan was because jaxie wanted to watch it with me because jaxie was like very jaxie's oh, from wisconsin like from is okay, yeah okay yeah Her so whole I, I thought you were just gonna watch it alone just hoping green bay would lose no that would be weird but that well that's the thing yeah. it's like jaxie was like you need to pick a side to make this fun and i was like okay well i hate the packers so i guess i gotta mm-hmm. go tampa bay and she's like but that's jeff and i'm like yeah yeah it's jeff <laughs> and she's like so you're picking Jeff over me. And I was like, listen, <laughs> I don't think you understand that like Packers, when you're raised in Minnesota, like you, you are meant yeah. to hate the Packers. It's like a very yeah. violent thing. <laughs> like, cause I think, you know, you're kind of known as someone who doesn't care that much about football. I don't. Yeah. Right, but even you are like yeah. you hate the Packers because you're from Minnesota. It's just like a cultural. It's just a. Thing. It's a cultural. Yeah, we have the hot dish and we don't like the Packers. That's yeah, all you, Minnesota you, is. <laughs> you eat a hot dish while rooting against the Packers, and that's yeah. your Sunday night. <laughs> Dude, my dad took me to one football game ever. I forget if I told you this on the podcast already, but I've only been to one NFL game, and it was a Vikings versus Packers game at the old Metrodome. Which any Metrodome fans know? Oh, Metrodome got, got the roof collapsed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, from a snowstorm. But not when you were there. Not when I was there. No, I went to. I used to go to the Twins games there back when the Twins played in the Metrodome, and that, those were depressing games. Yeah. I'm like, this is not meant to be an indoor thing. But anyways, I had a miserable time. I hated that game. It was so loud, so aggressive. Pretty sure the Vikings lost. But at least it was indoors. It was indoors. Yeah. But I remember but I, it was famously like the noisiest stadium. It was so loud. Yeah, I came back and my my ears were like ringing. It was terrible. Yeah. So now, other te- like so teams used to game plan for practice around going to that stadium by having gigantic speakers on their sidelines during the practices, and they would pump in noise to try to simulate the environment. <laughs> Wait, because that because the like the the team on offense couldn't hear like the quarterback calling out the plays and stuff. Yeah. So they would have to try to like simulate that in practice so that it wouldn't affect them as much during the game. That's so weird. Wow. People they wow. Football's so fascinating. The way they <laughs> feel like so much goes into the practice of it. But Yeah. It's yeah. also weird how Tampa has a forty two year old quarterback or forty three I think it's forty three. It's forty three year old quarterback. Green Bay had a thirty seven year old quarterback and then Tampa Bay played New Orleans last week and they had like a forty year old quarterback. Ah. Uh. So it's like the most important position is just a bunch of old guys. Yeah, they're all (laughs) mid-40s, like, (laughs) could run for president if they want. But, yeah. I don't know why that's where I went with that. But, um, anyways. Uh, Oh, the other, the anecdote I wanted to bring up was uh, my roommate brought home, I don't know if you've heard of this, the Heineken Zero. Um, I have not heard of that. It is... So Heineken made this beer that's 0% alcohol, but tastes exactly like Heineken. Wait a second. Okay, when you said Heineken zero, I was thinking like zero a, calories. Nope. It is 0% alcohol. No alcohol. That seems like a bad idea. What's the point I don't of know that? what the... I saw a billboard for it the other um, day. Okay, I do know the point of it. And fair enough, if you are the selector of people who don't drink, but you still like want, you like the taste of alcohol uh-huh. or you want to do it in like a, you know, social setting where you're not pressured to drink beer because yeah, you yeah, drink yeah. something that's very similar. Yeah. I think that that is good to make that product. Uh, so I would assume that is who that is for. Yeah. I saw a weird billboard for it the other day that was like, you can keep that new year's resolution. And then it was like, same great taste, 
no beer, no alcohol or something. And yeah, but Heineken tastes like shit. That's what I'm saying. To begin with. If for any beer to do that, Heineken, terrible taste. And I had one yeah. just before this for dinner. I'm obviously not, not for dinner. I had it with something else. <laughs> I just have a 0% <laughs> Heineken as my meal. Um, I had one. I had You're three like, sips it's, it's for like the a record. Smoothie. Yeah. It's a meal. It tastes exactly like beer, like Heineken. It tastes like alcohol, but I'm like. But you just don't get drunk at all the the other thing about alcohol is that like or beer specifically i think is that the more the drunker you get the better it tastes specifically heineken right so i'm like yeah you're, you're just constantly at stage one with this thing and you're right <laughs> it never gets better i'm just like yeah i this is a good beer for a very small group of people i think well not that small but i don't know i'm yeah. like no i mean i think that yeah i think it it's the market for that is not supposed to be people who are totally fine drinking a normal beer yeah i don't think they're the ones who heineken's like you know what i bet they'll enjoy the same terrible taste <laughs> but, but not getting drunk at all yeah i think it's for people who who like are not drinkers for sure yeah you know for a variety of reasons totally yeah but but still like because i think some people do enjoy the taste of heineken so i'd imagine mm-hmm. i guess it's for those people yeah yeah i was gonna but about to say something personally it sounds terrible it is yeah there's no it serves no purpose for me personally i'm like yeah if i'm gonna have heineken but you drank it which is funny i know because he brought home like a four pack or something <laughs> and i was like i'll so wait when he bought it did he know there was no alcohol yeah because we both saw the billboard separate times and we were like apparently he was like yeah i had to try it and i was like good so we tried it and it's just as weird as you would think it's just yeah yeah i don't know because it also has, like, the density of beer, where it's, like, when you drink it, it feels, like, heavy in your stomach. You just feel kind of bloated. So I'm, like, right. it has all the negative, it has everything negative about a Heineken beer. And without yeah. the one positive, which is that you can get drunk. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I would say that that nobody who who does drink alcohol should ever drink a Heineken Zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just going to make that blanket statement. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to hold pretty firm on that. Right. Um, cool. I think that's all. That was the one anecdote I had to bring up. But mm-hmm. yeah. I, uh, that was solid. Yeah. It was, it's like, it was it's a nice, li- like, rounded life experience anecdote. Yeah. Like a nice thing that happened to you. It's a very, like, like typical. I just haven't done that much. Yeah. Because yeah, you have roommates, so things happen to you. Kinda. I was just gonna say that <laughs> we not not a lot actually happens here, but it's a ve- that was a very like boys intro. We talked football and beer. Yeah. And now we're gonna talk about promising yeah, young say, woman. <laughs> yeah. The only other thing that happened to me was um, my mom had some gingerbread dough left over from like the holidays, so uh, so she made some more gingerbread cookies last week. Yeah. And, and I saw your tweet. They're pretty and good. Yeah, so that's what that tweet was by. Is I, I was really feeling gingerbread. I think I liked the tweet, but I was like, I yeah, disagree. Yeah. What is this you didn't, yeah. nonsense no, I, of a tweet? Most people disagreed. <laughs> yeah. People were like, oh, chocolate chip. Oh, oh, I'm I'm a normie. I like chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, chocolate I just chip. I personally want some ginger in my bread. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> For sure, yeah. It was like the weirdest hill to die on. That was a weird, yeah. The gingerbread. You are the gingerbread man. Um, what was yep. I gonna say? Oh, my favorite cookie for the record, and it's well, nah, nah. I, I'll, I'll stand by this. I feel like it's, I should guess. Yeah, go for it. I'm gonna guess. So I think you feel like someone who might like a snickerdoodle. I do. They often are made with nuts, though which is the the downside. okay so yeah so what about just plain sugar cookie no no mine All right, is a bit of a final guess yep it's uh the brownie cookie combination no but that's up there that's the, good rookie the only sure yeah the brookie <laughs> i the only reason that's not number one, I, I think you might agree, is that like those can be phenomenal, but they can also be bad. You can mess those up. And yeah, I've well, had okay. Some bad it's because brownie the, cookies. The cookie and the brownie both have to be good. So, if, yeah. which is really difficult. So, if one of those is bad, it ruins the whole thing. So, you need exactly. to cook like two good desserts. 
yeah, for it to make one to good get dessert, a really which is kind amazing of like dessert. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. my favorite one is uh, I like oatmeal cookies. So okay, those are good. Those are good. Oatmeal raisin. Yep, yep. An oatmeal raisin cookie. Okay, yeah. When it's right, that's why I can't. I can't really defend it because I mm-hmm. that is one that can really go wrong. But there's yeah. n- there's nothing better than a very good oatmeal cookie. If you're looking that's, for no, that's 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 respectable. Thank you. Okay, cool. I I know that's like a controversial take for some reason, but I like oatmeal mm-hmm. raisin cookies. Um, anyways uh anything else or should we hop into the movie we can hop right into it all right after talking about nonsense for yeah 15 20 minutes we, <laughs> like did. we can hop we'll go we'll get straight to the we'll point straight to the point about yeah a bunch of random things <laughs> football <laughs> beer and cookies um that yeah. sounds like a good day though my never mind never mind i was i was gonna make a dumb joke uh my favorite cookie it uh the movie we're talking about today is promising young woman it is oh uh, i see you I see, see what i was gonna was. say yeah yeah um it is a 2020 film directed by emerald uh fennel uh first time director i believe but she's also an actor she's in the crown uh but the bio not the bio the synopsis reads nothing in cassie's life is what it appears to be she's wickedly smart tantalizingly cunning and she's living a secret double life by night now an unexpected encounter is about to give cassie a chance to right the wrongs from the past you know what yeah that's a good synopsis um yep although i really wish someone would describe me as tantalizingly cunning dude i was gonna say that was it felt good to say i was like this is the one time where i think they went a little overboard with the way they described this movie but i was cool with it i'm like no no that's nice yeah no the person who wrote that synopsis probably like looks himself in the mirror like i'm a poet i'm a poet (laughs) (laughs) i write the google synopses here's the thing about this movie i I guess i'll I'll give like two disclaim well i'll just give one for now one we're obviously doing spoiler free first um yeah because this is one not only is it new but it's also like the spoilers are very it's also important. a thriller yeah like if you get this twist ruined not implying there's a twist but, <laughs> but like it's more of it's more of an ending honestly I yeah don't, yeah i mean and again we're not spoiling it i it's it's debatable whether or not you'd even call it a twist it's just it's just the plot it's just the plot of, yeah it's just a movie that you don't want spoiled it's just um, a movie with a plot that has an ending that you don't want anyone to tell you before you see it yeah what I will say about this before I we kind of get into what we thought is that it's a very divisive movie and it's got it it's kind of all over the board as far as reception has gone. Yeah. Some people love this thing to death. It's a lot like and I hate to say this it's it's kind of like Joker where it's like the people that hate it despise it, the people that love it think it's amazing. Right. There's a lot of people and that don't know how I- to feel but yeah yeah i feel like that joker is actually a a very apt comparable Mm -hmm. film um just because i think some of the people who like side with the main character too much yeah yeah where it's not a film about loving the protagonist and like you know but i think some people read it that way yeah Mm -hmm. that's a great point Uh, yeah um that is so, a great I, so I think that is like joker where it's where people are like this is my new life now i am this person yeah totally um and also just i did see a an interesting article that was comparing the two that was like how will the oscars or just the general public respond to like uh a female raged film as yeah. opposed to a male rage film like joker like that one was so like he was like a controversial figure but people obsessed and idolized him will this happen for this one i'm just like yeah it's it's weird Uh, i mean to be fair (laughs) the the source of the rage in this film is is a bit more um nuanced and also a bit more like correct where it's like at least the the foundational reason that the character is angry is yeah a, a very reasonable thing to be angry about now obviously the way they go about um using this anger is is a bit suspect yeah 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 totally um so with all that out of the way jeff 
What did you think about the movie? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, I liked it. It's okay it, as a thriller. It works very well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just as a, a broad generalization, I think that the the plot is it's kind of on the nose but in a way that that it needs to be for it to work as a thriller right because it's not really a film about the event that happened in the past it's, it's a film about how one person is like coming to grips with this and like how it changed their life mm-hmm. but the the actual part that is like the traumatic thing needs to pretty much just be like spelled out for the entire audience or otherwise if because if you don't understand like the background of this film it doesn't it's not going to make sense what do you mean just like the thing i just said might not make sense to you because i just realized that was the vaguest possible well okay that's like those jokes like the comedians who just tell like the background elements of a joke and never have a punchline (laughs) because in my head i was making like a real point no you were and i think i just uh, when you say so so i think that that a lot of the dialogue in this film is very on the nose about like it's exposition about how the characters feel about this okay yeah this, like rape that happened in the past yeah um and and i think that obviously some films deal with that kind of thing in a bit more of a nuanced way mm-hmm. but i don't think because this film isn't about that it's it's a, it's it's a thriller that has all these um dramatic like plot elements where you just need to have an understanding of the past for it to make sense. Mm-hmm. I think that how Cassandra feels about the past events needs to be spelled out to the audience. Yeah. Like, could you, does that make sense? Did like, cause some of that stuff felt a bit on the nose where like, um, how, so like how, when she confronted, uh, and this is fairly early in the film, but how, she, when she confronted the, the Dean of the school. Yeah. Yeah um you know how like that whole conversation played out like in a very predictable way Mm -hmm. but then i'm saying i don't necessarily think that was like a a negative totally yeah um i'm just saying i think that that was just building tension for the the overarching suspensefulness Mm -hmm. of the fact you know how how it works as a thriller totally yeah i i completely agree i think this like it's written so nicely as a thriller basically everything you exactly. said and, I, and that's what i think i think that that you can tell this film was written like as a thriller and they kind of filled in other parts where they need to go but the, the thrill the the aspect of it being a thriller was something that was like on the forefront of how this was written yeah because it works amazingly as a thriller especially because it doesn't read I, I had like a hard time getting a read on what the tone of this was even before i saw it i was like so is this like a dark comedy type of thing yeah because that's, this... okay, that's what it's listed as in most places as yeah. thriller slash dark comedy right and i'm like it's not i didn't really read it as a dark comedy watching it no i just read it as pure thriller and at one point it comes across like a very cliche rom-com um mm-hmm. like especially in the middle of it i'm just like whoa this is literally a rom-com yeah that and then right. it, okay i thought it was like wrapping up mm-hmm. and then i'm like wait this doesn't make any first of all this makes no sense and also there's like 35 minutes left yeah i was like there's yeah hmm. um but yeah i think it i think it's really smart in that way in how it plays with tone like you could argue and i've seen this a few different times that like the pacing of the storytelling gets messed up in the process of them trying to make you think it's something else i know my roommate yeah. who watched it he thought the editing just didn't work because it felt way longer than it was. And I agree, like, I guess it could have been cut. But at the same time, I'm like, I think it's doing a really great job at drawing you into one thing so that it can flip it around yeah. and really do what it needs to do. There's a lot of shock yeah. value in this, in every sense right. of the word. <laughs> and, and I think the way it, you know, plays with tone is very well reflected it's pretty much just a reflection of cassandra's um like mental state mm-hmm. yeah pretty much totally because um, i mean this film is is very much cassandra centric it's it's very you know it's just like a a character film about this person yeah so and i think i guess the tonal shift even though it's kind of like abrupt in the middle a little bit mm-hmm. i think it it does 
don't know. It, I feel like it's necessary for the ending to have the impact that it yeah, has. Totally. Um, yeah, we'll get into that in the spoiler section. There's like a lot yeah. to ha- to say about the ending and yeah, some. Yeah, I know. Of I, tr- I tried to be very spoilers. broad with that. Bef- so before we get into that, I do want to mention the uh, performances, uh, which I thought across the board, regardless of what you think of the movie, were all so great. I mean, yeah. First of all, like, and I know a lot of people have said this. I don't know how big of a Bo Burnham fan you are, but I thought he was so good in this. Um, yeah, he was. And I'm just uh, like, I think that Bo Burnham is the reason that it's listed as a like half as a dark, dark comedy. Yeah, because he's a he's <laughs> a like, funny yeah, Bo guy. Burnham's in it. He's he, it comedy. Yeah, yeah. I just like am surprised he's not casted in more before this because he does. I haven't seen him in a lot of movies. He just has his stand up, and he directed yeah. and wrote Eighth Grade. But like he does all the the piano jokes. Right, right, right. right. Him with the piano some some piano. some solid piano yeah s- song jokes though but he's really only been like his, his small yeah. characters has he done stand-up recently nope not since 2016 yeah, yeah. So i think that's like the last thing i remember um he's also obviously eighth grade right eighth grade and i'm sure he's doing something else right now um but yeah he was really great um and also, uh, who who else? Obviously, Carrie Mulligan. She was fantastic. Yeah. I've always really liked yeah. her. Okay. And she ate this up. The way Carrie Mulligan commanded those scenes where, you know, they were playing more of a, like, semi-sociopathic mm-hmm. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just just, just like that, that flip. Uh-huh. Into, I really probably shouldn't snap for podcasts. That's probably annoying. <laughs> when I... <laughs> yeah yeah no that's fine um, um but yeah just the the flip into becoming that character is that like the performance is so good mm-hmm. where like you i don't know it's just like you feel the performance totally yeah okay i want to because i don't think this is a spoiler because i think it's well known that this is just a it's it's like a revenge film um yeah and yeah, i think that's pretty established in the first like 15 minutes yeah you know it's that's just the vibe of it and there are plenty of those that already exist. Um, I'm trying to think of like the most recent. The one that I recently saw is just called Revenge. It's like a French movie, but it's like the. I feel like there are tons of films in this genre that all, in a way, read the same. Where they're pretty aggressive yeah. and unapologetic, and just they they always pack a punch. And this one just felt. And I I haven't seen every film about this topic before but this felt so different to me okay what's what's interesting about this is that it doesn't really focus on any i mean the film revolves around a specific incident um that's also not a spoiler i don't think that's just the plot um but it also like it doesn't show and I, i know some people have already mentioned this online there's no abuse like shown in the movie and i think demi actually made a note on letterbox i think this this is the second time i've quoted a demi review on the podcast but he said it's like i mean you know friend of the friend of the pod guy has good reviews um they don't even mention like the word rape in the movie which is like i think a very conscious decision like so much of this is not about that the act itself or like the incidents it's about like right the everything surrounding it like the behavior that leads to it and then the what it yeah evolves into Um, yeah i I do think it's important though that uh, until you said that i actually did it didn't register with me that they that they didn't say that word in the film i didn't because the thing is i mean that also kind of proves that you don't necessarily need to say that to have the exact same impact Mm -hmm. as if you do say it totally yeah um so yeah i just think it's 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 interesting at the very least I know there it's got it's a little like rough around the edges at how it goes about it and we'll talk about that in the spoilers yeah. but I do think this is a very uh unique approach to this kind of movie. Um yeah, and and that's what I like that was kind of a bit of a better explanation into what I was the point I was trying to make earlier to where the you know that that was all like 
background that's handled in a in it's kind of the way they talked about like the rape was you know and the conversations had were all kind of they felt like the the kind of generic way that it's talked about in like the news mm-hmm. almost yeah and yeah i don't know it's like a, it's a hard subject to like nail down exactly what i'm trying to say but yeah well the overall effect was very interesting to me because it was like using that and the way it's talked about as like a stepping stone but it wasn't the film obviously doesn't rely on that necessarily mm-hmm. yeah i am today i am really just getting into these like ambiguous points that like no make sense well okay i'm we're gonna forgive it because we also it's a very hard movie to talk about without spoiling it so we should just jump into spoilers pretty soon here let's jump into the spoilers all right hey it's spoiler time so if you want to skip these head on over to the 49 minute 42 second mark i will give you a second to do that and okay i'll put the thing in there um so let's start with i want to yeah what should we start okay i will touch on this because i don't think it's been touched on enough in reviews that i've been looking at um but bo burnham's character who ends up to be like not only just like a bad guy in the past like i don't think he Mm -hmm. did anything but he was just like in the room he was present and like it didn't didn't do enough him it didn't affect him he didn't remember he was there which is yeah or he said he remembered he was there yeah and he's like very clueless as to what he did wrong in a way or i mean he knows what he did right. wrong but it's like he doesn't you know he's he didn't right. get it he uses the i mean and it, i think it's poignant that you know a lot of the excuses and this is kind of what i meant before i'm trying i'm almost there <laughs> but the ways that pretty much all of the characters rationalized their behavior was like saying they were just young mm-hmm. and they, they like didn't know any better yeah um, and that is like, you know, the way that this rape like happened in the film, it, and the way that people reacted to it is all like the, not stereotypical, but kind of stereotypical, like the worst case scenario of how everyone could react to this, right? Where like no one, no one believes them. Um, and then the people that even did take part in it don't like, they're not remorseful. They just were like, I was young, things mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. Um, and I think that you know it's interesting how all of those excuses were like the ones that every single character that were confronted used yeah exactly that that was a part of the movie that i'm I'm just really glad that was in there um i don't know how to expand on it but that's a good point yeah 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 and that and that's what i was saying where it was like when i was trying to say that it, it that was the the background of it where like that whole part of it it made it so that it was very easy to be on Cassandra's side on this mm-hmm. because we've seen all of those excuses and reactions to this, you know, exist in the real world. So it wasn't like there was not really a lot of gray area for the audience to be like, maybe this wasn't bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um So I think that's what I think that's my final way to summarize this point that I've been like talking around <laughs> for ten minutes is that they they left the the seminal event in the past as not having any gray area for the audience to misinterpret what happened and like what is morally correct yeah very true that's a good point there we go yeah you got there that's all that matters <laughs> it took me 25 you... minutes yeah but the thing is it you you managed to argue for it well that's that's all that matters. you got there um okay back to Bo. i just wanted to say about his character because i do think he's one of the more like important characters in this because it's one thing for them. Yeah. Because I think he is a very specific type of guy <laughs> that is not usually portrayed. Because I feel like a lot of these movies or anything that like revolves around this subject, they do focus on like the Schmitz and just the terrible, dangerous frat right. bros and, and all that. But then there's the Bo Burnhams who aren't, you know, as like crazy as like a frat bro, but mm-hmm. like... It's much more nuanced, for sure. For nuanced, yeah. It's it's just it's unaware of like what they're doing, and is kind of just like understands what to say, but not how to act later. Um, and that's why it's like I never really liked him from the beginning. He basically forced her into that first date. He did not. He cornered yeah. her, and I was like, that is very. Yeah, I think it's that's, subtle manipulation. That's like <laughs> the thing is that that 
this film portrayed really well the the non overt um like predator type right yeah because that's what all these people at these bars are they're like the the overt thing and then the thing is that what you do is as as I'm, i am now like processing this film in a real time mm-hmm. but this film wants us to relate to Bo. yeah so we're saying like oh we're no we're not these other guys we're Bo. yeah and then it turns out Bo subtly is also very problematic yeah and then that makes us like reassess in our heads like wait what are we doing that could be perceived as like a bow type thing that's bad wow i am just understanding this film right now <laughs> there it isn't just that first date thing there's just so many red flags throughout i mean there's the one time where they're like laying in bed and he just he lets out that weird joke where he, he calls her a bitch like very offhanded yeah. like just kind of brushes it off his shoulder and i'm like i get it he's joking but i'm like it's stuff like that where it's like this movie is built so that when truth comes out later and you start to learn more about who he is really as a character not again it's not like Mm -hmm. he did anything specific that we know of in the film but like what his views are you're just like right i see where again it's like i'm sure he didn't have like ill intentions when he's doing this stuff i'm sure he just really wanted to go on the date but it just proves how tone deaf of a guy he is and Mm -hmm. like how after yeah he's confronted where he's like well then we both won't be doctors like that yeah it's like you can tell he always that's he always thought less of cassandra for not being a doctor that's the other kind of guy yeah that where it's like as soon as like confrontation where he thinks he's being like the knight in shining armor type guy yeah i'm like oh as soon as he thinks he's a great guy like his but he's not (laughs) yeah it is so fascinating yeah also it's like I don't know. I think I think it's it's cool, not cool, but like interesting to look at where her how she gets her anger out as opposed to the men in this movie. Like the men are very violent both like physically and with their words. Like Bo saying that to her, it's just like it seems just like such a dick move. And then obviously mm-hmm. there's the ending of the movie and I like just the men are just they're the way they respond to these situations is so much more uh, it's it's just a lot more violent than the way she goes about it and albeit she's she smashed a guy's car but yeah which is why she's a very complicated character i don't know right i just i think i thought that was interesting because she never does it with ill intent besides the car thing i don't fully understand the car thing well but also she did seem like she hired a guy to beat the crap out of that lawyer yeah yeah so she's not great but (laughs) she's she's she did scare the dean but it's so yeah messy but it scared the dean in a way where there was no actual danger yeah it was there was like an intention behind it yeah Mm -hmm. i don't know I, okay, also, it's very interesting how without Cassandra's, like, agency in this film and going to all these people, all their lives would have been great if she never re-entered their lives. Like, yeah. nothing would bad would have happened to them. Like, the one guy would have gotten married, Bo mm-hmm. Burnham would have just been a d- doctor. Yeah, and that's another... Yeah, that's that's a great point. Which, okay, I guess we can start yeah okay actually while we're on that topic it's also worth like looking at where her life would have gone if she had because i think there's a there's a very random but important scene like halfway through this with an actress oh it's it's um what's her name the mom of the girl from the story the mom of nina yeah Yeah, nina um she kind of like brings up she's like why don't you like just let this go and like move on and it's like for her own mom to be like, we all have moved on. Why don't you move on? Was like that. It, it poses that I'm not saying like she should. I'm just like that was interesting of them to bring up because then it's like, why doesn't Cassie move on and starts to question like what the what is there to gain from what she's doing? Like, yeah. what's the greater purpose of this? And like what? And it's like it kind of comes around in the ending. But we'll talk about that i guess yeah i mean yeah because we didn't we still haven't really touched a lot on cassandra's character and all like how messed up of a character that is yeah yeah 
because we've talked about like obviously all of like the men but i mean obviously the way that she's dealing with this is uh a little bit sketch yeah Mm -hmm. um so i guess we'll touch on the ending um if (laughs) yeah if we okay yeah all right so the ending i like a lot of people i don't know how you feel about it but i have like mixed feelings about it because i think it's a very powerful ending and it was like a super bold honestly like and the directors mentioned this it's like very realistic i'm like it's it's not like a typical hollywood ending it's like this is what they would have wanted but at the same time it is because it's like there's the scene in the bed we don't have to worry about spoilers anymore she dies she gets murdered yeah um but then like 10 minutes later there's like this what reads as this like triumphant moment where she comes back and he's arrested and like she ruins the wedding and sends a winky Mm -hmm. face and i'm like so we're supposed to feel good that she died and yeah i know it's (laughs) the it's very confusing yeah i think it's it's one of those films where like at the end of it i'm like i just interpret it as me just having watched something without like being told like i'm not i don't know if i was necessarily supposed to feel any way about that mm-hmm. it's just more of a conclusion to the whole tale we just saw yeah well that's the thing i it, they she gets to it near the end i think right before she is gonna do what she's gonna do to him in right before he murders her it's like she's yeah. talking about like his name being attached to her name for the rest of his life or like in the, the same way her name kind of like disappeared or whatever and I think that's, like, just, that's the crux of why this matters to her, is just, like, the legacy that's left on, like, even after you die, or after, it's, like, the incident isn't just that, and it's not just the yeah. death, it's just, like, what that represents, and, like, you're, you, you're never looked at the same, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the, the weird thing about it is that le- like I'm trying from like a legal standpoint I don't know why after like he killed her why they didn't like just call the police and be like yeah she had like a scalpel and had me handcuffed to the bed and knocked out all these other guys with like you know yeah. some kind of tranquilizer like technically just like legally you might have like grounds for like self defense that's so it's very weird how they tried to cover it up well, that's the other thing. I'm like, I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know if it was on purpose, but the another. This was mentioned in a review that I'll shout out at the end of this. But it's like, it is a worth noting that the that crime in itself had nothing to do with like gender or the the themes of the film. It was just if he were to go to court, he could defend it as like self defense. And it kind yeah. of, it undermines a lot of what the movie was. It's like, why make it that if that's the possible ending here? And honestly, if that's the case, then it's like, why not end the movie there where he gets off because of the self-defense? And that's equally right. as heartbreaking and realistic. And it's still a conclusion. But instead, there's like this, like, yay, queen, you died and now he's going right. to jail <laughs> yeah it's, like, it's i know i that's the thing i struggled with after watching this was i really wasn't sure what the takeaway of this film is yeah yeah like like i understood a lot of the different elements of the film but as a cohesive like product i wasn't really unsure of like how i was supposed to feel about cassandra <laughs> yeah totally well that exactly yeah because it's like i don't i don't she's here's okay i was gonna mention this eventually and i i can't i don't feel fully qualified to speak on a character like that i can't fully say she's exaggerated or unrealistic as someone who's never been Mm -hmm. in her position um which is why it's worth reading other reviews written by people who have a better stance on this yeah but at the same time i agree it's like i don't i don't know how to feel about her (laughs) because i just I it's a tough character. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like the only way I feel about her 
that I feel pretty confident is that like in the end she lost but she lost like way before the movie began yeah yeah you know like the events that that caused her to be this person Mm -hmm. was really when she like lost that's okay that's true yeah because it is like sort of because there's never like a full person like in any point in this film like she i think like the middle she almost was Uh uh-huh yeah but then of course you know Bo. yeah Yeah. that's a good point like it does make a case as this being inevitable or that she was gonna have Mm -hmm. a terrible ending regardless or that like it was long gone but so now she's like she's just doing as much as she can to I, I guess get revenge i don't know i don't really i don't which in that case it's like that's a clever way to end the movie that's a clever way of going about it as a thriller but at the same time i'm like yeah that's a i don't know i it feels weird to me um yeah i mean it's kind of like it's a very like tragic film obviously in a lot of ways yeah yeah but yeah it's I mean, it's also hard because it, it's these topics where we're like we can only relate to it so much, having never experienced a lot of these things. Yeah, exactly. Like, obviously, on a human level, we can relate and empathize with how we imagine these things make someone feel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But obviously, without the lived experience, yeah, um, it's it's hard to fully. And also, you you also have to you know have relativity and understand that it's not possible for us to fully comprehend yeah. the depth of these emotions mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i guess I, I don't know what else to say other than i just had mixed feelings and that's kind of why um yeah but all that said i still think it's a really good movie <laughs> i yeah i think it's it was it again looping it back to the beginning as a thriller it's fantastic and i thought the pacing and the storytelling i thought the cinematography was great i think like as a film like it just is very engaging but it's i think it's it's themes just get a little jumbled in what it's trying to do which leaves you talking and thinking about it but doesn't i think drive what it wants to say fully home and that's yeah yeah i mean but it's still a very entertaining film totally yeah i'm glad it exists and i would recommend it to most people yeah but yeah um what are you feeling for a score i feel like pretty solid with a four yeah that's where i was sitting that is solid four yeah cool and time of day rating for this (laughs) this one uh, maybe like 9 p.m yeah yeah that's a solid that's when i watched did you watch it right before this after the um, or before the pack so game? i watched i watched okay so i i was a little late starting i was trying to watch before the back game i ended up watching like half before gotcha, half after gotcha that's solid that's how movies are intended. yeah yeah that's how they with do. one half three and a half hour gap yep. the other half watch the packers lose it's just the intermission yeah <laughs> um cool well that's promising young woman um cool yeah glad we talked about it it's just like i've been i did not know what i was gonna think about this and yeah that's that's that oh i should yeah i'll link i mean one thing we didn't we didn't talk about the title at all but the title's great well the title's great again i i got this pointed out in another review um but it's like a play on like i didn't know this it's a play on the words that they use to describe brock turner in that whole incident where the media was that's even better i i figured it like i under yeah yeah that makes perfect sense now like it already i kind of without knowing that kind of understood that because that's just just got that vibe like how exactly and that's and and that's kind of you know gels well with with the point it took me 25 minutes to make Mm -hmm. where they made this like the most cut and dry like um mishandled you know that type of case that you you see all the time Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah all right well yeah i mean that's it's a good movie sure um the review that i referenced a bunch of times will be linked in the description uh it's by maria but i know that's like tough to search on letterbox so i'm just gonna link it um 
but it's a good read for anyone that wants a more in-depth look at <laughs> kind of what we were getting at. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you think that, like, the band Linkin Park have a LinkedIn <laughs> profile that's LinkedIn Park? Let me, let me look it up. Linkin Park LinkedIn. Or, like, someone LinkedIn. has to have a LinkedIn that's LinkedIn Park. Uh, they have their own, yeah. Wait, wait, what is this? LinkedIn.com, company <laughs> Linkin Park LLC. It's a company based out of California. Are they based? Are they? Yeah. Underwhelming search results well, here. I'm like, I was like, yeah, I was hoping. Uh, for... <laughs> I, just, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> There's a post on Reddit called anyone got the link to Linkin Park's LinkedIn account. See, that's funny. That's yeah, a good, that's, that's a, a funny one. Yeah. Um, I want to say LinkedIn is the... <laughs> the... <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Um, anyways, let's move on to questions. Uh, we have one from the subreddit. Um, or not the nice. subreddit, the Patreon. Um, the pa- the $15? $15, yeah. $15. And this one comes from Okay, I'm ready. Michael I'm putting on my answering it's not, boots. I, it's a very short question to answer. It's from Michael Decker, and it is, Have either of you watched WandaVision? Have you watched WandaVision? I have not. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I hope you have, because otherwise the answer to this is going to be Well, bad. I haven't, but I decided I've... Oh, no. I know, I know. I know. $15 for a no. <laughs> um, no, I I haven't, and I said in a live stream that I was not going to watch it. I was like, I have no interest in it. But I just looked on Disney+. Plus. Apparently, the episodes are only 20 minutes long, and they do it on, oh, a, on a weekly basis. So I'm like, oh, this is like an easy show to catch up on i'll just i'll just watch it 20 minutes of my week it's like for sure um so i'm gonna check that out actually uh i mean we spend more time than that each week on messenger messaging each other other, yeah so you just cut that time out just Just, cut me out and then you have time for wandavision (laughs) yeah um i'm like hey well when are we gonna record and you're like can't talk watching wandavision You hit me during WandaVision time. What do you <laughs> should know better? Anyways, these next two come from the subreddit. R slash Karshcast. We have memes and questions. and not It's mostly else. memes. It's mostly memes. Um, this first one <laughs> comes from uh, <laughs> Tingling01. And it is, do you have a favorite outfit? Do you have a favorite outfit, Jeff? So I think that I used to when I used to go outside. Yeah, that's. Like um, but now it's like it's like things like these that are just like very warm and comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that looks. I just wear a lot of sweatpants now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Re- I yeah, yeah. I've never seen your pants on <laughs> cam. You but could be wearing anything I... <laughs> down there. <laughs> yeah, but you know when when this is all over. I'm going to definitely have a favorite outfit again. Yeah, Your outfit for Especially the... Especially when I travel. I only have, like, a few outfits total. So yeah. One of those, I guess, when I travel. Your park episode outfit was pretty solid. You had a you had pants with a lot of pockets, I think. They, they looked like they had pockets, at least. I do love pockets. Yeah. That tracks. Uh, <laughs> I do have a favorite outfit. Um... I don't know what I would put for underwear. That's... I don't... But I, I like my Duluth Trading Co. I don't think that you're in a favorite outfit i don't think anyone expects you to put underwear as part of well, the it's outfit. very i have a each i have my favorite each article of clothing some duluth trading co underwear they keep it snug they keep it warm <laughs> it as in my <laughs> just my butt we'll say my butt um and then my <laughs> my lululemon pants that i got for my birthday they're very i think i'm wearing them right now no i'm not um <laughs> I, <laughs> didn't even know if you were wearing them. <laughs> no, why? They look similar. These are navy. These are not. These are a fine pair of pants. You're like, um, do I have shoes on? Do I have shoes no, on? I don't. I'm not no, I don't. wearing pants. Um, <laughs> I'm not wearing any pants. Uh, my favorite shirt is that Keith Haring shirt with the heart. It fits me great. I love it. And my favorite mm-hmm. shoes are my uh, my uh, my white nikes with the black swoosh yeah. yeah now what about your your like gas station at like from the 1950s attendant timmy chalamet shirt what about Dude, that i have not okay because i remember i wore that i think i had the most 
I, we've talked about this before. Well, yeah, that's back in Minnesota. I have not worn it in a while. It does not go well with a lot yeah, of outfits. You, yeah, you. I mean, I feel like it's more of a springtime yeah. shirt. Um, but you were rocking that that time we went to the music box and saw the Florida yep. Project. Yep, I was not only rocking that, I was rocking that shirt with, like, baby blue pants. I was... Yeah, and then and, I, you, and, and you talked to Sean Baker in that in outfit. In that outfit. I think I also had my rainbow <laughs> shoes on. I was decked out Yeah, for you, that you were like, hey, Sean, you want to be on the podcast? And then he, he looked at you up and down and said, <laughs> he said no. He, he, <laughs> <laughs> he said, yeah, I'm busy that day. I'm like, no, any day works. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah we're never gonna get sean on the podcast <laughs> you never know you though never know. you never know you never know somewhere down the line we would love to seems like a great guy yeah he really does he seemed like he'd be a lot of fun to talk to um mm-hmm. anyway. and i mean you're more famous on letterboxd so i do am i actually do i have more followers than him now Ooh, i don't know i guess we have to I'm, look that up i'm we gonna fact check this i'm creeping up there i think i might to be honest I think there are two people ahead of me, and it's David, David Ehrlich, and uh, yeah, he's Brad only Pitt. at sixty-one thousand. Oh, so yeah, I'm just I'm past him. I'm at uh, sixty-seven. So wait, so you're number three overall. I'm number three overall. Yeah, and nice. Yeah, yeah. Slowly creeping my way up. Number one is at eighty. So I just need to get thirteen. Oh, you can thousand more and do. Maybe I'll just like I'll I'll post it on Twitter. That'll probably that'll yeah probably yeah keep another ten grand. <laughs> to our 2000 followers <laughs> yeah um cool cool and this last one comes from uh uh ned button that's the username not the us and it is what is your most anticipated film of 2021 slash 2022 depending on when they come out of course uh so that would be i feel like we might be on the same page yeah i one. think so the french dispatch yes yeah okay <laughs> yeah i think we're both equally excited for it because it looks yeah it honestly yeah it just looks really great it looks like a very i mean standard to be fair, for you up until one week ago up until one week ago it for you it was news of the world <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and then they sent me uh stale english muffins i'm kidding i they were great i did have one of the english muffins it was i have also drank the bourbon that they sent me not all of it wait they sent you bourbon they sent me a bottle of bourbon yeah okay that's pretty cool it's pretty funny i don't like bourbon but we took like two shots of it the other night and it was fine um any movie with tom hanks and some some guns i'm I'm all about about it. it yeah Unless they're using those guns to shoot Tom, and then I'm like, then I am out. no, yeah. Um, okay. Lastly, I guess we'll get into our wrap up. If that's all the questions for this week, um, we start with a review uh, to encourage you guys to leave reviews. Uh, you already know why. Um, and this one comes from Billy Twixman three from the USA, five stars. Uh, so- <laughs> Subject line is, please talk about Toolhouse. And the review reads, hey, these beautiful boys do a great job with this podcast. My only gripe is that there isn't enough Toolhouse content. I'm not sure why they aren't talking about Toolhouse. It seems like at this point, the Toolhouse segment comes mandatory with every podcast, hoping they improve on the amount of Toolhouse talk in the future. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, which is going to be everyone, but Pretty about Pretty much me, people. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, Toolhouse was a like a small web series I made in my old living room, yep. where I just invited some of my friends who were like comedians to do these improvised bits, where I filmed them by themselves and then edited it to make it look like we were all in the room together yep. and uh, on a fake talk show talking about tools. <laughs> um, and the show was called Toolhouse, and yeah, I made like two episodes. The first one was good. The second one was like not that good, but um, they're on yeah, your that's, that's YouTube channel, it. it's on right? YouTube. Yeah. It's on my YouTube channel, yeah. Can I tell you something? And uh, they only have a few hundred views. Yeah. Um, I was... The first one's pretty funny, though. First one is funny. I like the first one a lot. Um, yeah, the second one, I, I over I overdid it. <laughs> too many tools. Too many tools. Um, it's too many tools. No, nah, it's too many fish. Too many fish, yeah. Okay, I yeah. forget if I told you this or not, 
But there's that scene in Rhubarb where he turns on the TV, and I was like, I have to figure out a TV sound. And I almost, almost used Toolhouse as the thing that he was watching. <laughs> but it was too ridiculous. I was like, this is too this stupid. is immediately going to become noticeable. But I was like, this would be so, this would be such a funny, like, Easter egg uh, yeah. to have Toolhouse playing. Did, <laughs> yeah. Did I ever tell you about... It, so in one of my production classes, we did this thing with the other group because we had to make a film. And that's the, the class I made Jeff's Ghost for where we drove to uh, Memphis uh-huh. to shoot it. Yeah. But at the end of Jeff's Ghost, there's like a song that we had to make. <laughs> um, and we we gave the song to another group who, who edited it into their film playing on a car radio. Dude, that's... <laughs> so we had like this link in like these group projects. That's so funny. Easter eggs within classes. Wow. Yeah, that was like the best class screening of all time. That's genius. I would have lost my mind. Wow. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, and the the song for that's like so dumb where it was like uh, my old roommate and I like sat in a room for like a night just like we had the track that we had a guy make for us and then we just like add little lyrics over it and like one track I had was like kind of it was really <laughs> dumb, but like we just used that and then we had the actress who like couldn't really sing mm-hmm. um come in and just like sing over my track. Dude. And then the problem is that, like, they, like, really weren't a great singer, so we had to auto-tune the crap out of wow. it. Wow. So it's, like, this really auto-tuned electric, like, electronic song. It's at the end of t- uh, Just Ghost, if you are yeah. interested. Man, I can't wait, because now you're qualified to teach film for you to show I that. I am qualified. I would prod- say class. that I am definitely qualified to teach, like, uh, you know, some, like, intro to film production. I pretty much helped teach that when I, like, worked at Cinespace yeah. to all the intro production classes mm-hmm. so if any of you people out there have are like you know taking some film classes and need like a little bit of like production help advice yeah jeff's your guy i'm your yeah guy. jeff knows a lot about uh cameras and lights mm-hmm. i don't. i, I well. know a lot for like someone who doesn't do it as a job yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but you're a good <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i'm gonna know the chances are if you're listening to this podcast i'm gonna know more than you Mm-hmm. You know more than me. <laughs> that's what I'll. That's what I'll say. <laughs> um. Okay. What? What? Else? Oh. Uh. Movie next week. What are we? What are we doing next week? Did we decide? So. So we have two films like that are kind of in our upcoming ones. Uh. One of them, I forget what it was. It was like a new. It was like a newer release. Yep. Actually, let me just get the the name right. I just remember what we're doing next then, week. <laughs> um yeah okay so next week we it's gonna be yeah so next week we're talking about some kind of heaven it's a oh, right, brand new documentary uh directed by lance oppenheim and produced by darren aronofsky um it's a very good documentary we're actually gonna have the director on the episode next week and we're gonna talk to him about it and he's gonna do the q a with us and it's gonna be uh, unless something a, unforeseen happens between now yeah and then. Which I'll be able to edit it out in case by the time this comes out. Um, but yeah. And then. We will be what? And then just to get you guys an extra week head start on the, the following yep. week. We are going to watch the Korean film Secret Zoo. Secret Zoo. Yep. I, I mentioned it like last year at some point on this podcast because the trailer was hilarious. <laughs> And it's a film where people at a zoo like don't have any animals, so they dress up as the animals, and that's all I know about it. <laughs> the poster is so good. He's in a panda bear outfit. Yeah. <laughs> this looks very fun. So we'll be watching that. Um cool. A lot of fun. And that's so this is ninety six. That's gonna be ninety ninety seven is next week. Ninety eight. Ninety seven we have... is the doc. Ninety eight. Then we have ninety nine. Ninety nine. We don't know that yet. We don't know that way, but we and do know one hundred. One hundred. Big one hundred. It's gonna be a surprise. I, I think we should wait it out it's before be a surprise. we announce it. People will yeah. be very happy. Uh, we will be still be doing the tier list of all the films yep. that we've ever done for the podcast as well. It's probably just gonna be a very long episode, but that's what we get. We're yeah. gonna. It's like kind of a marathon episode for the hundredth celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, and lastly, we want to thank the patrons. Um, if you would like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash carscast, where you can get exclusive access to bonus episodes, Q and A's, shout outs at the end of every episode and zoom hangouts, which we just did yesterday. It was a ton of fun. Thanks. 
where we play GeoGuessr. Yeah, you can play GeoGuessr. We do play GeoGuessr just us. like Karsten does on his on Twitch. my Twitch. Yep. Which I just started doing a schedule for that every Tuesday and Friday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Ooh, or, I'm gonna come. Yeah, Jeff will be there. Um, <laughs> we'll do like co. We can do like multiplayer GeoGuessr. We can do okay, like. I'm in. Yeah. Anyways. Um. Anyways, this is that shout out. Um. Thank you. Addison Ware, Allison Grace, Annabelle Falk, Ben Chow, Bex, Blake Root, Boat, Boyoyoyoyoy, Brandon Yu, Brock Schultz, Camilla, David, Eden, Fozzie Bear, Grant Gao, Hannah E, Harry Remedianakis, I don't live in Ohio, uh, Iron Tusk 93, it's me, Luke Hillis, I'm back, bitches, Iva, Jaden Easton, Jacob Colness, Jane V, John Van Hout, Joshua Krizwicki, uh, Kara M, Katie T, Kaylee Patney, Liv Rob, Lucian Vecina, Molly Overbo, Manu Alsen, Martin Def, Martina, Mary Lee Borslow, Micah Simmons, Michael Decker, um, Monroe Page, Parks, Riley Ost, Robert Burke, Ronald, Hesitation, Quist, uh, Saba, Sam Farr, Sophia Arieta, Super Califragilistic, Expialidocious, Smitty Werbin, Jagerman, Jensen, Taylor Hardy, Ten Billion, Tom Lakes Beans. Uh, Vegard Strom, Vera S, Xavier Fossier, Yusuf A, and Zizzy's Zippy Zipper Zips and Zzz. Thank you. Some new names in there. We appreciate it. Um. So yeah, that's it, Jeff. I love you. <laughs> that's okay. That was a good that one. Was a, that was a good one. Yeah. I will say thank you, everybody, as always. Um. I do want to give a very special thank you to Vegard Strom, though. Uh. For all the gift subs and support on the Twitch. Usually I don't give special shoutouts, but Vegard has supported a lot. I felt the need to. He helped me hit the goal, which is huge. So thank you, Vegard. Um, yeah, we we do love Vegard. Yeah, uh, definitely one of our favorites. <laughs> Once again, Jeff, we do not pick favorites in the Patreon. We, we don't pick favorites, we don't. but we don't pick favorites. But if we did, if Vegard, did, you'd be one of the favorites. Vegard would be one of the favorites. Marily Borslow did not make the cut. Weirdly enough, but. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had to tell her to her face. So own mom. I had to say, Mary Lee, you are not one of the Cars Cast favorites. <laughs> you're not one of the 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 Cars Cast clowns. You're, you're no Zizzy Zippy Zippy. You're, you're at the you are at the Mary Lee. You're at the bottom of the Cars class. <laughs> Here's a demerit. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. Well. Well. Uh, catch you on the flip, on the flip side. side. Boom. I looked super. I looked at the camera. And I looked like a crazy person. Yeah. Like <laughs> Flip side. So uh, that's gonna that's gonna be a meme. Uh, on yeah, the, yeah, on yeah. The yeah. Thing, isn't it? All right. Or. Flip side. <laughs>